Shit Dad Podcast. Turn it up. Welcome, g'day, g'day, welcome to episode 45 of the Shit Dad Podcast, where we celebrate all things fatherhood. I'm Nick, married father of a three, five and a six-year-old, and last weekend I finally used a length of wood I've kept in my garage just in case. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's unbelievable, mate. I'm Dave, married father of two gorgeous girls, a three and a three-month-old, and today was my first day back at work, lads. Um... This fucking recording time is way too late for me. I'm <laughs> fucking dying. <laughs> You'll bug it. You'll get there. Day one back. I'm sorry you had those two weeks off, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty tough sleeping in, guys. <laughs> and I'm Cam, father to a two-year-old and a three-year-old, and I'm pumped for the footy on Wednesday. Footy. Ooh, Football. <laughs> All right, now it's time for a bit of Dad's Corner. Welcome to Dad's Corner, where we share messages from our dad's community. If you have any men's or dad's communities you want to give a shout out, get in touch with us at shitdadpod at gmail.com. So first up, we've got a new promotion from Smashing Fibers. Each week, send us your best dad joke or shit dad moment, and the winner is going to receive a free T-shirt of their choice from the Smashing Fibers website. Very generous of those guys. We're going to have a new winner each week, so make sure you send your joke or your moment to shitdadpod on Instagram or email us. And remember, that's all thanks to our major sponsor, Smashing Fibers. Well, we're talking about our sponsors. Uh, give a big shout-out to Better Accounting down here at Hendra, uh, where we're sitting currently at the moment. Don't forget to come down, get an unbelievable tax return here. Uh, $150 when you mention the Shit Dad Podcast Boys, um, and you'll walk out a very happy person with a return and a few dad jokes in your back pocket too. Check out Dad's Community on Facebook and Instagram. They're all about forming a community of dads to connect in a supportive, judgment-free, safe space. Supporting each other through similar challenges of being a dad so men don't feel alone and become withdrawn. Listeners, are you sick of just talking shit and footy when you catch up with the lads? Well, this next group is definitely someone you need to jump on board of. Previous guests of ours, The Men's Table. Get on board at themenstable.org where they dive into real topics about becoming a healthy man, healthy masculinities and healthy communities. They say that The Men's Table is a safe place to share and be heard in a confidential and non-judgmental environment, creating a greater sense of belonging, camaraderie and connection. All right, boys, dad jokes. What have we got this week? Um, Who wants to kick it off? I'll go. Yes. Mm. Why is it so cheap to throw a party at a haunted house? Tell me why. Tell me why. Because the ghosts bring all the booze. Oh, yeah, (laughs) baby. That's the good gear. I like that. That was good. Mine was ghost theme too, so I'm going to change to my other. (laughs) What do the nearsighted gyno and the puppy have in common? (laughs) A wet nose. (laughs) (laughs) You're a Man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to go a little bit more G-rated this one. Um, how many apples grow on apple trees? Mm. All of them. Oh, <laughs> clever. That's a riddle. <laughs> it is. Trying to put a riddle a- in the dad joke section. What always starts with W and ends with T? What? What? <laughs> <laughs> and we got a, uh, a listener, listener joke this week. 
Do we? Yeah, from Jason. Who can drink 20 litres of petrol and survive? Jerry can. Oh, that's great. That so no one, so no one afford 20 litres of petrol at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> It's a bit of a lardy da. <laughs> Definitely. And uh, finally, we do have a speaking of the in Dad's Corner, the competition from Smashing Fibers. Thanks to the guys who have sent in uh, the dad jokes. We've got a couple of shit dad pod, uh, sorry, shit dad moment entries later in the episode, but we've got one from Scotty. Um, listen to Scott, friend of the show. I feel sorry for the calendar, its days are numbered. What did baby corn say to mama corn? Where's popcorn? <laughs> and <laughs> when vegans get in an argument, is it still called a beef? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they got better as they went along. They did, yeah. <laughs> So, um, boys, before we get started um, today, I've just got a couple of things that happened to me this week. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually been happening for a while now, not fatherhood related at all, but more... Um, wellness related does anyone have a garmin i've got a fitbit right so a cheaper version does it yell at you when you don't do stuff <laughs> it vibrates to say stand up yeah stand up <laughs> see mine's way more passive aggressive hey it's like hey time to get moving I'm like, what i just sat down fuck you <laughs> literally I, I, I could be up jumping around carrying on with the kids and then i'll sit down for probably 30 seconds and my watch tells me to fucking get up <laughs> serious Dead set, ready to chuck it in the bin, hey. I'm but then when I actually need to write, oh, and then they've got the, um, like this thing that pops up when you, like when you stress, it's got an elevated heart rate oh, yeah. and things like that. And it's like, um, time to do some breathing exercises. You seem a little stressed. I'm like, I'm laying down. <laughs> like I'm watching Peaky Blinders. Like how stressful can you be? I mean, that's pretty exciting though. Like it is a good show. It does like, raise it. Yeah. Like it does that heart rate. It just goes, oh, oh, oh. I was going to say, does it tell you when you're like angry at the kids? You seem stressed. I wish it would. <laughs> it doesn't tell me when I'm angry at the kids. It doesn't tell me when I'm actually stressed out. Sometimes I sit back and go, fuck, I need to stop. I need to like chill out for yeah. five minutes. Where are you then? Watch, <laughs> jerk. Well, that's something we need to get into though, boys. Where we, there's a device that starts picking up our, our heart rate and our stress rate and some of this, especially around the kids. Mm-hmm. So that way we don't blow the valve. Maybe there's a product in that, the dad de-stressor. Mm. Ooh, stop giving away all our good ideas on, on the podcast. Come on. <laughs> oh, look, if someone wants to really go to all that effort, then... Just give us a shout-out. Yeah, <laughs> please, maybe give us a cut of the billions you're going to Hey, make. look, if you just give us a carton yeah. every now and then, that'd be fucking amazing. How good's that? Uh, also, I just want to give a shout-out to all the parents, not just dads. Cheers to another successful school holidays. Mm. We did it. Oh, yeah. No one... Killed their kids, I guess. <laughs> That's always worth celebrating because <laughs> sometimes they are fuckers. You can always tell when school holidays are on around the office because most of the parents are a bit more stressed if they're in yeah. at all. But, yeah, generally it's just like, when is this ending? Oh, I thought your office would be full on school holidays. <laughs> <laughs> it does pick up a bit. Yeah, yeah I'm sure, as I said, I'm sure it would. Love it. And uh, speaking of the Smashing Fibres uh, competition this week, we've got some listener messages that we'd love to share with you. Uh, first one comes from Chris through Instagram, at shitdadpod. One thing I've done with my daughter is she's 15, but I started when she was 13. I had this thing that I brought in called a get-out-of-jail-free card, stolen from the Monopoly idea. 
The idea is I've made it clear to her at any time if she's at a party or anywhere where she's in a situation she feels unsafe and doesn't want to be there, but also doesn't want to call me because she knows I'll be angry for her being at a party that she's not supposed to or being with boys or if she's doing drugs. So I've given her this thing called a get out of jail free card. She gets one. Means she can call me at any time and I will either come pick her up or send someone to pick her up and no questions asked. Wouldn't and, and it made it clear to her it's will never ask, it'll never come out what happened and why she called me. The reason why I've done this is if she's in a bad situation, I want her to call me. And I know that if she's in a bad situation like that, while she may think that a get out of jail free card will work, she'll talk to me over the next couple of days and I'll get an idea of what's going on. Uh, but yeah, just a bit of advice because yeah, if you're disciplining your daughters and you want to be rough and hard on them, um, with discipline. You've also got the downside that they won't contact you when they're in trouble. Really good advice there, and it uh, links in perfectly with our uh, raising daughters. So thanks again for that one, Chris. Yeah, I haven't heard one of those ones before, so thank you. Mm. Sorry, yeah. boys. Yeah, that's you, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I'm tired. I told you. Um, we got another one from uh, our listener, Scott, about raising girls again too. Uh, so his story says he was about to head out on a date night with the wife. Well, A, firstly, I have to ask, um, how are you getting out on a date night? But well <laughs> yeah. done. Secondly, he said it was nothing fancy, just a dinner and movie. Well played, mate. Good job. Yep. Extend that time out. Anyway, Miss Six walks past um, and he said that she looks up at him, looks down, looks up again with a look of disgust on her face. <laughs> she asks, are you wearing that? Oh, God. He said, yeah, what's wrong with this? She says, mm, that shirt, you need to change. You need to look professional. <laughs> you need to look like you, you look like you're going to the football. Uh, rolls her eyes and then walks away. Oof. What I want to know is, is there any problem with looking like you're going to the football? I think that's a pretty standard look for a dad, to be fair. I think that's okay. Hey, and why do you need to look professional on a date with your wife? <laughs> yeah. She's still sussing him out. <laughs> she's dead set. She's not even going to be looking at him. Like the, the wife's not even going to be looking at him. She's going to be taking four hours to decide what she wants on the menu. <laughs> exactly. Her eyes will be glued to the menu anyway. <laughs> anyway, so thanks, Scotty. Um, we do appreciate you chucking in. But that must be a common thing at the moment. It's Miss Six. Mm. I've got Miss Three at the moment. With the chewed. Oh, the three-nager. Oh. I don't know about you guys. So yeah. you've, you've just come out of the end of it. Oh. Well, we're going. We're in it yeah. at the moment. Mine's rolling her eyes and oh. all that sort of gear. Holy shit. No, I was talking to mummy. I was like, yeah, oh, that's, fuck a, you then. that's exactly. Right, eh? That's I, exactly. I, that was my moment. That was my 1% last week. Fucking fine. Talk to mum. I don't yeah, give a I, shit. I don't give a shit. <laughs> See, I just get lists. I just get, daddy, you're doing this, and then we're doing this, and then we're doing this. And then once you've done that, you hurry up, and then I do this. I'm like, oh, Jesus. Nice. Right, this is on weekends. We have to sit down and write the lists. <laughs> oh, my God. Because she's like, these are all the things I want to do this weekend. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Needy much yeah. <laughs> Alright the next uh, Listener message uh, Came through Instagram as well So this one Is a great one From Elise So she sent some uh, Really great dad's Stories from Her time growing up So first things first She says uh, Her dad is an Absolute legend He calls himself Cool K That's with a K uh, A self assigned nickname But by the sounds of it Pretty uh, pretty relaxed And pretty cool Cool K Cool K so she said, if he's cooking dinner, his favourite saying is, the longer you wait to eat, the better the food will taste. So basically he used to starve them 
uh, to the point where he, whatever he served up would be amazing. <laughs> so, <laughs> could just be good. beans on toast. She says, when we were younger, he would go through phases of cooking the same food over and over until you can't even stand to look at it anymore. Some of the classics were sausages with tomato and onion gravy. Classic. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ham steaks with grilled pineapple and an egg. Yeah, so who mm. could get sick of that? And these could be served up for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. <laughs> okay, there it is. <laughs> Uh, once he did the groceries, he came back with a roll of dog food instead of Devon. <laughs> <laughs> it's practically the same thing anyway. <laughs> and we ran out of milk, so he fed my brother Cocoa Pops with custard in place of milk. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, but my favourite my favorite shit dad moment was when he grabbed the Glen 20 instead of cooking spray oil and coated the whole barbecue <laughs> lamb chops and all. None of us realised until halfway through when my sister described the food as tasting soapy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That is great. But thanks, Elise. Thanks, Elise, and thanks, Cool K. <laughs> <laughs> I am actually intrigued to try that Cocoa Pops with custard. Yeah. That sounds... Chocolate custard. Naughtily <laughs> delicious. Mm. Definitely wanted a taste of that. Um, and we've got a, a lovely message from listener Callum. Uh, loving the content, boys. My partner and I are a little while off having kids, but loving getting this info to prepare for when the time comes. You guys are doing a great thing and making a difference for people. Keen to see where you guys go from here. Tonight it's home. <laughs> from there, who knows? <laughs> who knows? I might be leaving my car here. Yeah. You can give me lift home, man. I'm that tired. <laughs> All right, this week in fatherhood, we've got Josh Blackman on. Uh, we're very excited to have you, so thanks for joining, mate. Um, we wanted right. to kind of get stuck in and ask a bit about your uh, your own content uh, that you do with your family uh, and hear about what it's like to be uh, you know, living life as a TikTok dad. Um, so first question for you is, uh, are you constantly in content ideas mode or does it just come a bit naturally? How do you kind of uh, get your content ideas out there? Uh, so usually, yeah, constantly just looking at stuff, looking at what's going on and on TikTok, what's popular on TikTok, and then um, and then getting ideas from there. So that's like half of, or a third of our content is um, having a look at what's popular on TikTok and having a go at what people are having fun with on TikTok. And then also generally stuff that's happening in life, we just try to pick up on what we could, what, how we could put that into our into our um, TikTok videos um, and um, also a lot of content uh, from the so applying a lot of our married life and what we find annoying about each other or like I've told my wife anytime that you think of something that's annoying just write it down and then you can turn <laughs> it into a TikTok video. So does she have a running uh, a running text chain on her phone or? Yeah, probably hidden somewhere. <laughs> I personally wouldn't offer any ideas of what annoys me about her because nothing annoys me about her. No, she's, she's perfect, perfect in every way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely, if she's watching. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so how do you share that kind of uh, kind of ideation? Is it kind of uh, 50-50 or you mentioned you, you've got your own, your own work as a nurse, so, you, you know, is it easier for her to do in her time? Um, so my wife does a lot of the background work, so all the video editing and and um, comment checking the comments and replying to people is um, mostly done by my wife. Uh, and then 
um, yeah, I, I just joined on as an actor, basically. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I like, so when, anytime anyone comes up and says hello in the shops or wherever we're out at, um, I I like to interact with people, whereas she kind of shies away from that kind of thing. Yeah. So, I don't know, maybe I'm the PR face of the thing. <laughs> face of the business. Yeah, I, I, I like to get out there and say, oh, you want to get a selfie with me? So if anyone ever sees us in public and you want to get a selfie or say hello, make sure you say hello. We, I really love that part of it. But yeah. to you, not the wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she likes it. She likes it too. And um, I, you, you mentioned, you know, you're on a few different platforms. Is there a difference that you've found in different communities of kind of positivity and negativity? So I know that, for example, TikTok is generally a place where people are really kind of accepting and positive. Um, do you find differences in those types of um, platforms that you're on? Yeah, definitely. So um, the TikTok, when we went from, so TikTok, we just get lots of support and people that like our videos and building our um our community and enjoying talking to people and people like our content uh, and then going from there to Facebook I think because Facebook is so like widespread that there's so many people and it's so public um, that there's just everyone can get on there and have an opinion whereas on TikTok it's just the TikTok people yeah so um, there's a lot more I mean I think we had a bit of negativity on TikTok before but there's a lot more freedom of ideas on, on Facebook than what we've had before on um, TikTok. And then I think YouTube is, a, is our, our YouTube channel is only really small, doesn't really, um, hasn't really found a good way to take off yet. Um, I think we're thinking of mo- trying to build on our um, YouTube platform more, but um, yeah, definitely Facebook. The Facebook crowd is definitely very different to the TikTok crowd. More um, I had one yeah. person on Facebook. One person on Facebook was making a comment to me to say, "Oh, why are you you're just using all these people's ideas?" Because we just have a, a comedian that we um, that we uh, that we um, use his content to help our stuff. So we use his voiceover on our videos, as you would have seen if you've seen our videos. Yeah. And then someone was commenting on Facebook saying. Um, oh, you're just using someone else's idea. Why don't you come up with your own originality? And I was like, oh, welcome to TikTok. That's right, using different music and dance clips and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> what, sort, what are some of the, uh, the haters' comments that you get, um, especially related to uh, when your kids are involved in the videos, Josh? Oh, I don't know if there's been any haters' videos uh, when our kids are involved. Maybe there was one we did a... We did a McDonald's skit where we were driving through a McDonald's drive-through, and then the wi- the wife couldn't figure out what the what to order on the menu, and um, there was just someone that made a comment about the the seatbelt was twisted on one of the kids' <laughs> uh, seat, and I was like, wow, these guys are just so observant; they got to point out everything. That is serious. I like. There's almost guarantee that was an Australian hey, like the, that is so our culture and it's oh, like yeah. don't point out all the awesome funny things of the video, point out that one thing that people could improve on. One nitpicking yeah. thing just to make them feel better about themselves. Yeah. <laughs> that's, exactly. that's all it was. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh, and oh, finally, do your, do your kids enjoy getting involved as well in, in, the, um, in the content or they see you as a bit like of an embarrassing kind of dad? Yeah. Uh. I think I'm lucky at this kind of stage of their life. They're just really into everything. They're not that. 
they're not at that teenage angsty kind of, ah, oh, get away, you're embarrassing me. They are just all, they're probably too much into it. It's <laughs> probably more of the problem where we're constantly saying, just stay over there, just stay over there. We're just filming at the moment. <laughs> my, son, my son especially is always like, I want to be in the video. I want to be in it. And has a tantrum about it if we don't let him do it. So my wife will have to say, I'm just going to film dad first and then you can get into it. We'll do you next. Oh, I love it. Just wanting on the fame. Yeah, That's exactly. Right. They want those selfies at the shops. <laughs> <laughs> How do you keep them out of it? Because uh, at the moment, I can't keep my kids from they, they walk around the house singing, shit, dad, podcast. I'm like, no, stop. I said you can say that once. <laughs> so we're really lucky on our um, TikTok because it uses the voiceover. So mm. we can just have, they usually, if you hear the raw, raw video, they will just, there'll just be so much noise going on in the background. Either the kids are screaming or people making noise in the background. But luckily, we are using voiceovers to put over the top of that. So as long as they stay out of the shot, we're usually pretty okay. Yeah, nice. Well, and then well. we just, you know, the old, the old iPad, the old YouTube kids on the iPad usually keeps yep. them quiet. And if that doesn't work, then I'll be like, Give them a lolly to make them chew on. <laughs> Extra sticky one to yeah. glue their teeth shut. <laughs> You're full of the tricks. Well, we're talking about the kids. Um, how about we jump back to a little bit, if you remember, uh, say pregnancy in first year. Um, yeah. Any complications at all that you remember at all? Uh, yeah, so for my my son, he was the first kid. He uh, So we went, I, I just finished a night shift. And my wife just needed to go and have a, a final ultrasound for her pregnancy. So I was drive, drove home, picked her up, went to the ultrasound. And then because my mom is actually a midwife at the, at, um, the hospital where um, Geraldine was going to give birth. So we sent the ultrasound results to my mom and she had a look and was like, oh, wow, that baby's way too big. You have to go into the um, hospital now. So we went straight from the um, ultrasound to the hospital, and my mum met us there. And then um, I was all prepped. I'd done. We'd done all that, you know, parenting classes and stuff. Read all the books. You've got to be there for the wife, and you've got to give them a drink whenever they're thirsty, and mm-hmm. just be supportive and all that. So I was ready to be a supportive. Go through hours of labour. I was ready for eight to sixteen <laughs> hours of labour, or whatever it was going to be, um, to be a supportive husband and try and not get in the way. Anyway, um, so we went to the birthing unit and spent a couple of hours there. She wasn't having any contractions yet, and it was because his head was too big. It wasn't in the pel- It wasn't like in the right place to start the contractions for the hormones. Yep. Um, so, and they were going to discharge us home, but my mum's a very strong-willed midwife, and she was like, "I've seen mothers come in with this before, and then they come back with a bad, bad outcome later. So I'm not letting them go home. You've got to do it." So then one of the doctors who'd finished their work in clinic said, oh, I can do the do the cesarean. They were planning to take her for a cesarean, mm. emergency cesarean. So we just waited for an emergency to come through. So there was lots of traumas and stuff in the hospital on that day. We were waiting for an emergency. We waited and then an emergency, like, um, I don't know, obstetrics, gynecology patient came through and used the theatre. Yep. And then they slotted us in straight after that operation because they had already that was already set up for them. So, and then we had an operation, took about half an hour and then went to recovery. And I was like, ah, it's all finished. <laughs> have to have 16 hours of labor or any of that effort. Oh, but I'm sure you were there afterwards though, with picking up the baby and doing all those things. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, so for my son, he just slept for the first three days of his life. So it was pretty easy. Didn't have to do, <laughs> didn't have to do. But being a nurse, I'm used to being up to my elbows in poo. So <laughs> yeah. I didn't mind that 
changing the nappies and doing dealing with all the poo and the body fluids that generally dads have issues with. Oh, nice. I'm uh, lucky on that side. Can yeah, I ask? Sorry, Dave. Can I go. ask your um, your best dad advice when it comes to dads being involved with the fluids in the new with the newborns? Because a lot of dads, like you say, they struggle with the smell and the just the idea of waste being all over them. Mm, I, I don't know. I don't. I can't really give that advice because I just do it every day at work. So just um, tell them to harden just, up. <laughs> ignore it. Have, have a imagine that you've got a shield around yourself. Try not to try to imagine it that it's not not I don't know not happening. Nice. <laughs> not real. Baby, baby shit's easy. It doesn't. Yeah, it, doesn't it doesn't stink. stink. Yeah. It's when they get on the solids. That's when it's fucked. <laughs> Yeah, I was always worried about the those ads where you where the dad's picking up the baby and then the wee goes in their mouth or something. Oh, <laughs> yes. yeah, the fire hose. Oh, yeah, we discussed that last week. That's right, the fire hose. Tuck it in, tuck it in. Um, how'd you go adjusting to fatherhood? Um, thrown in the deep end, or you know, did you have that support? You said your mum's midwife. How was all that? Yeah, from a sort of like um, close family point of view, had had lots of had lots of support. Um, I realized that being, because I'm a gamer and being a gamer and a father doesn't really mix very well. <laughs> when I, when I had my first son, it was, it was okay. It was nap time, was game time. Yeah. And then I had a second child and then my son's awake while my daughter is having a nap time. And I'm like, ah, so then there was n- no game time. <laughs> then game time was sleep time or game time. So yeah. I have to either play games and lose sleep or get sleep and have no games. Which one did yeah. you pick? Uh, games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've been there. Don't worry. We've been there. Um, oh, so that's good. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, good. You've got the support there. Yeah. So both your family and your wife's family. Yeah, yeah, both very supportive. Nice. Um, both sides. Um, the only thing that I would say is that, um, like pregnancy and giving birth and um, the whole. Uh, whole uh, process is very women centric, which is which, as my mum says, it needs to be because it's the mum who's going through all the hard part. Um, but I would just like to say that anyone that's going through any problems with it, because I I often felt like I was uh, an outsider and or didn't really wasn't able to contribute much. Um, and the thing is that it's good to have a group of fathers to be involved with which I never did I never got him I'm always like the kind of person that wants to keep everything to myself and be an island um, but I think it would, it's probably beneficial to have a group of fathers that you can hang around and talk to and, and have people that uh, understand what you're going through because yeah, like recently I've had a workmate who didn't realize like I was telling him about some problems I was having and he was like I have those problems too and he thought that it was just him so yeah. you're never not alone everyone's going through the same issues and people uh, know what you like people can support you awesome that's a lot why a lot that's a lot of the reason why we started this podcast so um, we can huh. verbalize all these problems that dads are having and then da- other dads can be like oh shit same thing happens to me or the same thing's happening to me so yeah um, yeah that's great advice Josh. yeah well so, and the last one from me josh is um what's your favorite part about fatherhood mate uh when the kids are sleeping it's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good <laughs> that is ah, the, the serenity oh, so good <laughs> yes. yeah um sometimes i mean Sometimes I just look at my kids and I'm amazed at like how they're growing. And I mean, my kids have made it easy on me 
everyone said because my son was so easy didn't cry didn't have any problems when he was growing up and when he had his first birthday and our oh, second birthday and Geraldine was pregnant they were like oh the second baby is going to be a terror because the first baby was so easy and then my daughter's even easier than my son so <laughs> my kids my kids made it really easy on me and also I've got a very supportive wife who's who makes sure that everyone is looked after and makes sure that everyone's on the right track um, but yeah being an emergency nurse, I'm a bit of a masochist. So I think that my favorite part is probably the challenge that it's brought to my life. And I enjoy ch- ch- facing the challenges of parenthood, even though some days it gets me down and I lose my cool. Sorry, kids. Don't we all? <laughs> That's awesome. awesome. Now, you, now you're talking about um, how Geraldine sort of makes the family tick and keeps everything rolling um, and she's the spine of the family. But what do you do, Josh, to um, to look after yourself? Um, good diet, exercise, and never skipping leg day. <laughs> no, just kidding. I don't go to the gym as much as I should or <coughs> never. Um, but I do, as I said, um, have gaming and I get some escapism through gaming and, and have, have that hobby um, and um, probably one of the best tips that one of the parents gave me was she comes to work to get away from the stress of home although she's probably <laughs> she's probably more talking about like school age kids school holidays does it does yeah, your head in yeah. apparently I'm looking I'm looking forward to that <laughs> and then once school holidays is once it once it's work time and school holidays on it's like oh I gotta go work bye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah from experience I can say that school holidays is a big challenge let's just let's just say it's a challenge yeah <laughs> <laughs> and they went back today so I'm very chipper <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you mentioned um, that you, you've got that mental escape of gaming. Do you do anything else? Like you definitely look like the Pilates or yoga type of guy. Do you, do you do anything else like that? <laughs> yeah, right. Obviously, you haven't seen any comments on, on TikTok or Facebook. Everyone's always like, I don't know what they comment on there and they say, lose some weight. Someone made a comment oh, about geez. lose some weight or something. Oh. I can't remember what, they were, what we were talking about, whether I was – Having a, whether it's having a good-looking husband or something. I think it was something like that. Oh, yeah. Um, and then it was like, oh, you need to lose some weight then. And I was like, oh, wow. no, I'm happy, mate. I'm happy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but, yeah, I um, do – I've got a couple of interests. I play games. I am getting into um, Dungeons & Dragons. Cool. Although that's even more difficult to try and find time <laughs> yeah. to do Dungeons Several and hours. Yeah. I'm training my son up to come and be my plus one for Dungeons and Dragons, and then I'll be allowed to go and play a, a longer game of Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> Is that something you do, like, yeah, with with mates, kind of thing? Um, yeah, a group of people m- meeting online, yep. usually, um, and yeah, can can take can take a few hours. So. I've actually been really interested in um, if there's any or, or starting my own Dungeons and Dragons group for like dads or for parents because they have a very different schedule to what they can fit into mm. what normal 20 year olds want to play a six hour plus game of or I think the minimum they do is four hours. Wow. Yeah. I'm like, I can't do that. I just need one hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Stop, start like Dungeons that. and Dragons. <laughs> start, start my own. Love yeah, it. That's a great idea. Um, so yeah, that's a, that's a good idea when it comes to um, an escape for all dads. It's like if you've got a small group and that that'd double up as your support group as well, which should be good. Yeah, true. true. Um, and last one from me is 
What do you do daily or weekly to strengthen the bond with your kids? We all have something we do. I was, uh, you know, just spending time with them. They've got a toy room. They've got a toy room full of thousands of toys. So I usually just go and hang out in there, and then they want to follow me in there to play with the toys in there. <laughs> so yeah, do that. Or I don't know when my wife is working. Um, I usually when I, and I'm looking after the kids before I go to my afternoon shift. Um, take walk them up, to, go for a walk to the park, spend time at the park, yeah, cool. hang out with them. Um, and then yeah, trying to I've I've introduced dice rolling into the so we're playing with the toys. Me and my son playing with the action figures that I had when I was a kid. They don't make action figures that are no, good anymore. No, definitely. Like when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so he plays with my action figures, and now I've recently introduced dice rolling to try and brainwash him into playing D and D. Very clever. That's well great. <laughs> Captain Planet rolls the next dice. Happy days. <laughs> yeah. Right, Josh, uh, thanks so much for taking the time to have a chat with us um, about your fatherhood journey. But what we do with all of our guests uh, right at the end is the How Daddy You Quiz. We're going to ask you a few questions to see how uh, quintessential Aussie dad you are. Okay. <laughs> so I've sprung this on you. I didn't, didn't um, give you the heads up on this one because I want some, uh, some yeah. genuine answers. So. <laughs> so what we do, we will just shoot the questions at you. It's very quick fire. First thing that comes to your mind and we'll kick it off with myself. And the first question is, what do you say to the kids when they bring you a drink that isn't completely full? Is the glass half empty or half full? I do like that. Yeah, that's very that's good, good way of putting it. little life lesson as well. <laughs> we also would have accepted the tides out and where's the rest of it. Uh, what do you say to the kids when they keep asking what's for dinner? Oh, it'll be you if you don't stop asking. <laughs> <laughs> very good as well. And we also would have accepted shit on a stick or shit with sugar on. <laughs> and next up. Um, when your kid drops their guts... Uh, do you, what do you say to them? Was that just wind or was there some solid in there? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got to ask sometimes. <laughs> we also would have accepted <laughs> what crawled up your butt and died. <laughs> uh, and when they catch you napping on the couch, what do you say? No. Oh. Yeah, probably got to go with just... I wasn't napping, I was just resting my eyes. Ding, 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 ding. Correct. Yeah, well played. <laughs> All right, last couple coming in. What do you say uh, when your kids find a coin? Oh, I don't know. That, I don't know that one. Um, I, oh, no. No? Oh, don't spend it all at once. Oh, I'll oh, keep the change. Yeah. <laughs> all right, last yeah. one. I'd say that's mine. Yeah. <laughs> well, that too. Just take it back off. <laughs> Whatever <laughs> you find is mine. Yeah. <laughs> that's very true. And um, Lucky's a coin, not a note. Uh, last one. What do you say when the kids whinge about doing a hard task? If it's not, uh, what is it? Uh, if it's worth doing, it's worth doing well. That's what my yeah. dad always used to say to me. That's nice. <laughs> that's that's awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I was going to say, we can say, um, oh, back in my day, <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> you don't know what hard work is sunshine <laughs> no, awesome thanks very much mate that was good you did well added a few more to our uh, to our answers yeah, as well I'm, I've taken some notes we're going to add those in <laughs> oh, good. 
Love your work, Josh. And I appreciate that, mate. And, um, yeah, all the best with your TikTok journey, your fatherhood journey, and um, hopefully we hear some shit daddery from you in the future. But do you have a parting shit dad moment of the week that you'd like to share? Right. So um, story that I never told my wife. Um, my, you know, being, I don't know if I was, I was probably working late and then chose to play some computer games before going to bed. And then my wife's working the next day, leaves early. And then my son's asleep in the bed next to me. And then he woke up and then woke me up. And I was like, uh, I don't I don't remember exactly what happened, but he was probably trying to say something to me. I think I probably gave him the iPad or something and then went back to sleep. And the next minute there was a loud crash and he'd fallen off the other side of the bed and hit his head. And I was like, uh, never telling my wife that. <laughs> What do you mean he came into the bed? I don't know. <laughs> what iPad? <laughs> what iPad? Great tip. Don't fall back asleep when your kids wake up. Idea. Awesome. <laughs> All right, Josh. Really appreciate that, mate. Thank you. I saw an interesting post on one of the fatherhood pages that I follow, the Australian Dads Network, our um, previous guest, Liam Sorrell. Check him out on Facebook, uh, Australian Dads Network. They're a really great um, initiative. Christopher um, came up with this post and I think it's really good to talk about. Let's talk chores. Ages you can expect them to start. Do you reward with a chart or dollar value? When my now 12-year-old was visiting weekly, from age six um, and stuff, we had a chores chart with appropriate chores with a cents value, 20 or 50 cents, whatever whatever the job was. And at, uh, by the end of the week, it all added up. I raised this today because I kind of like having my 12-year-old around when it comes to chores. He's been super helpful with his brothers, um, choosing to scrub the pool over picking up dog poo. Um, oh, I did the poos. Helping with shopping, feeding the dogs, etc. Now, we don't pay him anything as he... Uh, sorry. We don't pay anything as he just visits on holidays, uh, but he wants to do it for nothing. Um, we've said to him, so long as it's reasonable, just ask what you want and we'll sort it out. For example, a new Xbox game or something like that. Um, oh, I was raised doing the dishes from as soon as my ass could drag a chair to the sink. Um, then on a farm for a few years, getting up and uh, up at dawn to feed the orphaned sheep and cows, etc., etc. Uh, you know how the farm life goes. I don't, but we sort of get where mm-hmm. you're coming from. Um, but I'm wondering about my five-year-old and soon-to-be four-year-old. What's appropriate for them? How have you approached introducing chores if it's something you have done? I thought it was great. Yeah, that's <clears throat> um, yeah, it's real interesting. Well, your your lads are probably at the age, you know, like obviously they're the oldest of our group that mm. we've got, so they're probably at that age too. Where, but also, money probably means a little bit more to them. Um, yeah, like they, they have a better understanding of what you know. Like, well, my mom is three; she's just like, yeah, I'll have this. No, no, no. You're not having that. They sort of get what's a small amount of money and what's a big amount of money, and they they know that with money you can go and buy toys. Yeah. Yeah. That's about the extent of it right now. That's the motivation. Yeah. But that as a five and a seven-year-old, you know, five and six-year-old, that's what your motivation is. Mm -hmm. And as they grow up to, you know, become that 12-year-old, it is an Xbox game. Yeah. 15, it's whatever, credit or whatever. Yeah. That is an interesting one. Look, Little Miss 3 helps with – when I say helps, we go – Come help me take some of the rubbish out, whatever. And she carries a cardboard box to the laundry door where the bin is, kind of thing. Yeah. And then I grab it, whatever. But at the end of the day, you're not going to pay for things like that. No, you no, know, no. What, oh, like, definitely not. What but could you introduce to Miss Three now 
that you could say, all right, here's 50 cents. If you yep. do this every day this week, you're going to have enough to go and buy blah. Yeah. yeah. You know? See, look, I think as a three-year-old, like depending, she's got the rail up on the bed, but if she didn't have the rail, she could pull her doona up enough to make the bed mm. or tidy up her room, mm. kind of thing like that. I think tidying up the toys after them is yeah. the biggest thing, right? Yeah. And she does that. She does that. But, I mean, at what point do you go, well, then I'm going to pay you? You made that mess. I'm sorry. That's mm. your, they're mm. your toys. Whereas, as in like taking the rubbish out, yeah. I'll happily go, cool, every time you help me take the rubbish out, every time you help me take this... This out, I'll give you 50 cents. Can I add in what we do? Um, So, sorry, what we tried, failed miserably. Um, So we had a chores chart where we would give them, if they had ticks for every job every day by the end of the week, they got five bucks or whatever it was. was, Like it was a lot to them, but like to us it was just like, okay, that's just one less coffee, whatever. But um it takes a lot of effort from the parents. You've got to be invested in it as well. You can't just be like, oh, let's just do that, give them ticks mm. and then give them money. But we just got a bit lazy with it. It just got a bit too hard. And the biggest part of it was we were using it as like a um, like a threat. So at, at one point they just weren't doing it and we just like we just felt like we were using the threat of not getting your money at the end of the week too much and it all became too hard and we ended up just going, nah, well, fuck it, soon, whatever. Mm-hmm. And we, it sort of just went by the wayside. But I think um, if we were to do it again, we wouldn't do the daily ticks. You'd just get a sticker next to whatever job you did that day or a stamp or something uh, or got them to stamp that box, whatever they did that day, and then you just tally them up at the end of the week. Yeah. And yeah. just say, all right, there's 20 cents per job. If you do 10 jobs, there's two bucks. Yep. Wait. <laughs> is there a maturity level with it? So like school age is probably a good time to start maybe introducing some of those things because they've got routine and they understand yeah. after yeah. school they might get a little tiny bit of homework. Weekends are their free time. Because um, I think if I tried to do anything, I can't even get my kids to clean up after themselves. Yeah. That's probably the biggest thing. And like you said, that's they're, where they're we struggle. money for that. That's yeah. just no. something they should be doing. Yeah. I always grew up with the things that I got pocket money for were like, genuinely helpful mowing the lawn washing the car so yeah. for me i feel like that's you know something that they could get a bit of money for when they're older yeah helping with the dishes or cooking once again which is a bit part old, of living yeah. in a family you know yeah. yeah i think um learning from the lessons uh we made would have age appropriate jobs mm. so i think something like um yeah like you said packing your toys up mm. don't worry about making the beds or anything like that if you get dressed um, and brush your teeth in five minutes or something like that because yeah. I've found that they fuck around so much. Like the minute they run upstairs is like their excuse to just go crazy. Mm. So I feel like if we do something that's age appropriate, um, yeah, so get dressed and brush your teeth in five minutes ready for school, it helps mum but it also gives them an incentive to get money which now they're realising that money gets you stuff. Yeah. Like I think we're going to have more of a chance of that. So that would be my dad's advice to just um, – do the, make make jobs for sure, but make a major appropriate. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Talking about that, this is a little bit off topic of chores, but I don't know about you guys. Do you have a little account for your kids that you pop some money into yep. every now and then regularly? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually don't, but I was looking into it recently. Yeah. Um, there's some pretty good like youth saver accounts that yep. from a few of the banks. So we were gonna we were gonna do it. Yeah. Yeah. No, because yeah, I've got one for the Miss Three. Mm-hmm. Um, three month old hasn't got one yet. Obviously, you need to wait for things, but yeah. I need to do that. But, yeah, I just thought, 
Now that's always a good little thing too. Like I just me personally, whatever X amount of money, regardless of what they do, yeah, per week goes in there, and when they turn eighteen, yeah, it's theirs. My neighbour suggested um, keeping all your bottles and cans, and then that money instead of going to a new car, <laughs> goes into the account. <laughs> <laughs> Love so it. The bottles and cans were <laughs> that goes straight into the beer fund. Like, that's what's going for my next carton. <laughs> no, I'm saying that like, the bottles and cans is essentially what goes into mysteries. Yeah, money box. Yeah. So once I, whatever, my two tubs are full, I take them down, whatever, they, they do it out, you know, 20, 40, 50, 60 bucks, whatever's in there, sweet, it's just straight in there. So every second week. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably a good, um, like you're saying, though, a good way to, for them to see, oh, you've got to make an effort to yeah. to recycle and then you get the reward. Uh, yeah. yeah. From a young age, they can learn that. Yeah. We had an, a, um, a discussion about it and we've created an, an incentive. So we do the hard work saving while they before they turn 16 or 18 or whatever it is. So yep. we put every pay, we put 10 bucks into each of their accounts. Yep. Um, so when they turn 18, we've said if they can save, whatever they can save when from when they start work to when they're 18, we'll match it. Mm-hmm. So if they can't save for shit, they're not getting any money. Yep. Um, but So that's how we're going to sort of teach them to, um, to save up. And then if they can't save, then we'll just use the money for... Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it, shows, <Why> you? <laughs> it shows the importance of work. Yeah. We spoke last week and a couple of weeks ago, you know, about the the we're in a society at the moment where people just expect Yeah, definitely. For little work. And that's that's a bit of the thing. So um that's awesome. And especially too, like if they are switched on enough to go, Yeah, cool, I'll work hard and save and I'm I'm getting double. That's better than any bank's gonna give mm. you. Yeah. Anyway. Definitely. Oh, that's awesome. Shit that moment of the week. Shit that moment of the week. The time we love, the time we crave. It, it doesn't get much better. And I'm loving the fact that people are sending in more and more of their moments. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> I was thinking, I found from another couple of podcasts that we listened to that um, they have like a hotline. What if we had a a shit dad moment of the week hotline where people could just call a number and leave a, leave a voice message. Love it. That would be sick. Anonymous. Yeah, anonymous as well. Yeah. So listeners, get involved if you think that's an idea and you'd um, appreciate it. It just saves you from writing it down or writing a, a voice message or something. You could just on the spot go, oh, shit, yeah, remember this happened just then. Yeah. We'll give you Nick's number straight to voicemail. <laughs> I'd actually need that because I fucking forget mine all the time. <laughs> I thought you were talking about my number. You forgot my number. Yeah, who dis? <laughs> New phone. That's right. All right. Um, while we're talking about it, our shit dad moment of the week brought to you by Better Accounting down here at Hendra. $100.50, $100.50, dollars basic returns <laughs> when you tell them that we sent you. Yep. All right, I'll get started on mine. Um Mine's a pretty, uh, I think mine's a build-up one. I think my big one's coming in the next couple of weeks. Um, miss three, obviously, because three-month-old's doing nothing but lying on, you know, <laughs> in the swing and having a having a boob and having a spew. But um, It's the dream. Yeah. Miss three at the moment uh, dropped her stamps tonight from her little craft table, her little drawing table, and obviously she has been a little sponge again and listening to everything. Sits there, looks at him and going, ah, bugger. <laughs> and I'm like, well, you know what? At least it's not, ah, fuck. But um, I think it's building. 
I think that little um, little sponge, those little <laughs> ears, although when we're, we're not thinking they're hearing, are picking up absolutely everything. Everything. Yeah. Everything. Um, another little one, which is, which is good as probably more of a funny story. This is obviously it's come back to bite in the ass of my shit staring of things. Yeah. Um, last night I'm like, hey, come on, eat some Mandarin. You're going to have your fruit kind of thing. She's points to the table next to her bowl and gone, what, this one? And then picks up this imaginary Mandarin and just goes, um, 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 um. <laughs> and like, no, you real Mandarin. You mean this one? Um, 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 and just like puts a face down the table and I'm sitting there trying not to laugh. The wife's like facing me, like pissing herself laughing. I'm like, and then she stops and she looks at me and she's like, that's funny. <laughs> and then laughs. Like, just in case you didn't know that. And I'm like, no, it's not funny. Eat your Mandarin. And then obviously we've lost it and then piss ourselves laughing. Yeah. And then she goes, it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> so this is going to fucking bite me in the ass coming. So Next minute, no yeah. more forks. No. She's eating everything with her mouth. <laughs> exactly. Um, right, that's, that? that's, uh, that's funny. That leads me on to... Uh, a listener uh, story from Scott. So I don't have one this week, but luckily we've got one sent in. Um, so he was driving in the car with Delilah in the back. <clears throat> and there was a car in front swerving, cutting across lanes. And of course, Scott reacted with, oh shit. Um, and he thought it was quiet, so he thought nothing of it. Then when they got to the shops, she handed him and him a note that said dad why did you say shit <laughs> Delilah XO <laughs> I love the XO at the end it's like I say this out of love dad but fuck's sake <laughs> she's never remembered spelling so quickly now I'm catching her saying and writing shit <laughs> later finding out she learned it while practicing diagrams um, before school digraphs yeah. Sorry, digraphs mm. before school with mum so thanks, mum. <laughs> That's a great. That's one. definitely a shit mum moment. Yeah. So saying it and writing it. <laughs> awesome, Scotty. Um, we I actually asked um, once again one one of the boys um, from work for a shit dad moment this week, and he came up with a really good one. Um, so as we as you do when the kids start playing sport, you try and um, scope out all the dads and sit around talking a bit of shit with the dads um, and. So his daughter was playing a soccer carnival over the weekend and in true fashion, dad fashion, like there's no coffee cart, there's there's too early for beers. So they just, um, they sort of resort to talking a lot of shit. Um, they came up with kids bet. So you know how we got sports bet? <laughs> yeah. Kids bet, all right? So uh, the wives were recording uh, being like the good mums and the dads were sitting back whinging that there was no beers, can't run anymore because they're all injured. All they do is just drive kids around everywhere like a taxi driver. I wish we could bet on it to make it more interesting. So they spent the whole game talking tactics on how it would work, like the ethics of it, the logistics, like what if we put the table over there and people could just come up and live bet at the same time? Like is it ethical? Could you like... In, quietly injure a kid on the way so like the best players injured whatever so this was the whole 90 minute game was spent talking how kids bet would work and they're just like looking up all the time going did you get that when something happened making sure that the wife got it on camera <laughs> you catch that one Kaz um, so they were missing the kids scoring goals and just playing generally being a good good dad so that's uh, the shit dad moment uh, from listener Dave so thanks for that Dave the uh, kids bet <laughs> could be a thing. 
I reckon this definitely could be a thing. <laughs> Don't worry about responsible gambling. No. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> Gamble responsible. <laughs> now, I have a shit dad moment as well this week. Um, so it's actually the reason I came home early from work. So I started the night shift at 5 o'clock. I was home by 7 p.m. Um, because I got a phone call saying, you, go, you have to come home. This is serious. And I was like, oh, fuck. Immediately, heart rate's high. The watch is telling me to take some, some breathing exercises. <laughs> and... Um, yeah, so Mr. Six had goose-stepped the wife who was trying to catch him after shower time, like he was running around being a clown and she's tried to catch him. And he's goose-stepped her and smashed his head into the cabinet, into the dresser. Um, big gouge out of the top of his his head. It was bleeding profusely. And um, she's just like, I, I need you home. This is serious. And I was like, oh, shit. Oh. So straight in the car, got home, um, and I was like, she spent the whole time trying to calm him down. She did really well, to be fair, um, like keeping her cool. Usually with blood and heads and anything to do with the head, she's just melts. But mm. because she had to be had to stand up and be parent, she did. So fair play to her. Um, but yeah, got home and it was like it was pretty bad, but it wasn't like hospital worthy or stitches worthy. Thankfully, um, so yeah, we just sort of calmed him down and, and chilled out. But yeah, we kept him up for a couple of hours. He watched the footy with dad just to make sure he wasn't concussed and stuff. So yeah, that was the um, that was the moment. But the shit dad moment came the next day because I coach his team, so uh, represent the sharks under seven sharks. <laughs> um, coach his soccer team. We were doing a little warm up before the game and. Um, I decided to do some headers with the kids. So we did the passes. Everyone passed back to the coach. Happy days. So then I picked the ball up and we started doing headers. And I get to Ollie and I hear Mel in the background go, don't do Ollie. And then like the ball had already left my hands and he's just gone, boom, ah, full scream. And like he's smashed his, like the big egg on his head with the ball. <laughs> and I was sitting there going, oh, how did I not remember that? Hectic. Um, so yeah, that was, uh, that was my shit dad moment of the week. Just, Abusing my concussed kid. Well, she did have a good coach, you know. I was going to say, you, you were in coach skills. mode. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. right. Tactics. <laughs> Classic. Nice. That's awesome. And I think, guys, that's it for another episode. So we want to thank all of the listeners who've sent in messages and emails. Uh, loving hearing those uh, dad jokes and shit dad moments and stories. So keep them flowing through. Um, Tell your mates, leave a five-star review. A few, a few of you guys have also said to us where you're listening to your podcast, you're leaving those reviews, so we really appreciate that. Um, slide into those DMs at shitdadpod or email us at shitdadpod at gmail.com. And don't forget, we still have those stubby coolers for sale, so hit us up and we'll send one to you. Now, I think it's time for a bit of deliberation on the best um, the best send in of the day the dad joke or the shit dad moment so if you could just stand by and listen to this relaxing music all right so <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that music, but uh, this week the free T-shirt of any type goes to Elise for her story about Cool K. Um, we loved, absolutely loved that one. So well done, Elise. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Does anyone have any lasting dad advice? Yeah, watch out for your kids. They're little sponges. They'll pick up everything you say. Mm. I was going to say, don't get a Garmin. <laughs> yeah. They're abusive and like really passive aggressive.
assholes. Um, and yeah, my lasting dad advice would probably be if your kid injures themselves, don't, don't aggravate the injury. <laughs> don't throw a soccer ball at it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> That's good advice. All right, guys, keep setting the example, dads. Make your daily interactions with your kids meaningful, not just in existence, and strive to be a better dad than you were yesterday for the kids.